0: Hello.
1: Welcome to
0: I, I Have, a, have strange a Strange Story podcast. podcast. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> that's weird.
1: Is that like a burp in your throat? Like, yeah, it is like a burp. Is it an air bubble that's mm-hmm. in your throat and it releases? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not embarrassing.
0: No, it's cool.
1: <laughs> Just bodily functions on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> At least I didn't fart. <laughs> <Like> that's,
0: <laughs> that's always a bonus.
1: The only thing I have going for me at this point in my life. Is <laughs> at least I haven't farted on my podcast. Um <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where two sisters retell people strange and paranormal stories and experiences. My name is Lindsay.
0: I am Rebecca.
1: And we are here for episode number 72. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Um, before we get started, I have an announcement. Yay. Yes. Hold on. Let me find it. I wasn't prepared for this day. (laughs) I wasn't prepared for this announcement that I'm about to do. Okay. We have a review.
0: Yay. That's my
1: announcement. This review comes to us from Jen, our listener. She says, I really enjoy this podcast and these ladies. I always get a good laugh and a bit creeped out. Thank you both for what you do. Heart, heart. Yeah. We got a double fucking heart. Thanks,
0: Jen. thank you so much. Give us your um, mailing address so that we can mail you some stickers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll mail you more than one. Definitely. Probably a few. Maybe like five. Stickers, we're swimming in stickers.
0: So many stickers. Oh,
1: that's very nice of you. Thank you for the review. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Also, I have a story from Jen today. Oh my gosh! I know. Jen gave us the review. She gave us story. I know. She wins. (laughs) Um, did you have anything else you wanted to share?
0: Um. I, I get um, it. I don't know. I've been going back and forth in this, but since oh. I've already been going back and forth, I might as well just say it. Okay. Um, I am two years in ED, so that's good. So that it's what that means good. is, if any of y'all remember um, the episode that we did on my birthday, um, I think last year? Mm -hmm. Um, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer and I was one year, um, without any findings. So no cancer, no HPV. Um, so now I am two years. So there's that. And that's awesome. (laughs) Thanks. And so I, I think that, um, I'm just going to have these updates once a year. I'm not going to do a whole other story (laughs) on my birthday. Oh, okay. (laughs) But anyways, that's it. So. That's
1: awesome. Thank you Thanks. for sharing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's been 2 years. I always think it's only been like 6 months.
0: <laughs> I know it doesn't so- feel that way
1: for you, but I'm always like, yeah, in February because I remember it was in February. Yeah. Um, that's when you had your surgery, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah,
0: February 8th, I believe. That's so weird. So weird. Well, that's so, yeah. good news. That's it. See you next okay. year, guys. <laughs>
1: um, Okay, well, I don't have any announcements.
0: Except for the one that I, you already Except said. for the one I
1: already did. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, then I guess I just have a story cool. to share. Yay! I, have, I think it's a little short, possibly, compared to the story that you're going to have that's going to be long. Yes. Okay.
0: So, it balances so, out. It's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's going to
1: be good. Um, so, this story comes to us from 2009 whoa I know so Jen and her boyfriend at the time who is now her husband congratulations I wonder how that works like I wonder if I'll ever have a story like that I'm curious <laughs> to be like my boyfriend at the time now I
0: I mean I guess it depends on if you want to get married again
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they had two sons at the time. One was two and one was 11 months. And let me just go ahead and tell Jen I appreciate that she didn't say she had a son that was 24 months old. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Jen. And she
1: just said two years. She's straight to the point and direct, and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they moved to Fresno,
0: California.
1: Isn't that known for being like a scary place?
0: There are the Fresno uh, night crawlers.
1: Yeah. And they look I don't like little
0: golems, f- they look like little pairs of white pants. Oh, yeah. They're so cute. So, and they're very tiny.
1: (laughs) Little guys.
0: God, they're so cute. I would totally meet one of those in a dark alley and be like, oh,
1: my God, come home with me. You coax it home and feed it. Yeah. Wrap it in a blankie. Okay. So, um, they moved there about two months into settling into their place. Strange things started to happen while they were doing a little sleepy, sleepy night night. Um... (laughs) So one time they were she and her, her now husband were in bed together. She woke up and she just couldn't move. She looked and she saw next to her a tall, very skinny Middle Eastern man um, standing kind of like a hip level with her, and he was just looking down staring at her. So remember, she's like frozen and she can't move. So she tried to elbow her husband in the back. Um, To get his attention to wake him up, she didn't know what else to do to get him to wake up. She can't scream. She can't move. She can't tell this guy to get out. So her husband finally yelled, what? (laughs) And then the tall man just fucking disappeared. And then she could move again. So weird. Okay. So that was her first experience with sleep paralysis was at this time, which never mind. Okay. I'll go into that later so then here's the second story and it's in the same home so um through the following months her husband would be sitting on the couch and he would feel almost like a presence over his left left shoulder so sometimes the cat would also be sitting with him which i'm gonna go ahead and predict this is an orange cat i think it's orange <laughs> um okay. and the cat would look at him and he would start crying and then it would look back and forth between her husband and a spot on the wall. Um, so her husband, as a side note, has had these types of experiences his whole life. He's very intuitive, and wow. his thoughts were that this presence that was with him that he would feel over his left shoulder and that his little kitty cat, his little meow meow would see was this same man that she had seen whenever she had sleep paralysis. Oh, Weird. Um, So he got the feeling that it was the tall, skinny uh, middle Eastern man. So this is the third incident and this is the biggie. Okay. So her little boys shared a room at the end of the hallway of the house and then her bedroom, her well, in her husband's room, they were at the, it was at the other end of the house. Um, so she always kept a baby monitor on, on so that she could hear whenever the little boys needed her. So at this point, the boys are about four years old and 2.5 years old. I mean, two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so she was laying in bed one morning. Um, she's half awake, half asleep, going in and out. And she hears the boys in the living room. And typically, the routine was the little boys would get up and then they would run into the room to wake them up because they, you know, they need breakfast and that kind of stuff. Um, so she just laid there, um, slipping in and out of being awake and being asleep, knowing that those little boys were going to run into her room at any minute to wake her up, um, just like they always did. However, as she's laying there, the next thing that she heard was a stern man's voice come through the baby monitor and state get up. She was so startled, she jumped up, yelled at her husband, and she's like dude, someone's in the house. So she ran out of the uh, her bedroom, and as she opened her door, she saw her little boys running and giggling in the living room which seems normal but then she saw they had huge fucking knives in their hands
0: oh my god (laughs) oh no
1: i know it's terrifying and like i know that's really scary but i laugh because it's like you know they're giggling and laughing and then they got these huge knives that's 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 an odd sight (laughs) so she told them to to freeze and she ran to them and she got the knives out of their hands She ripped the knife drawer out of the kitchen. Um, She put the knives in there and then, like, put all that, the, the drawer on top of the fridge where nobody could get them. And then she fucking booked it down to her little boy's room to see who in the world was in the house. So, there was nobody there. She and her husband searched the entire house and they couldn't find anything. Nobody was in the house. So, at this point, she realized that whoever spoke through that baby monitor was there to save her kids' lives? Wow. So the tall man was there to keep an eye on her and the kids, and it's exactly what he did. So what I think is interesting about this is because usually, like sleep paralysis is associated with like nightmares. and the there's theories that you're possibly like, there's demons that are present or you're projecting these really bad demons when you're coming in and out of sleep that they're able to like sneak in and that's whenever you see them right because you're in this state that's not like a normal state right you're kind of right. you're in a different state where you can see and hear things that are demonic or bad or evil or you know whatever mm-hmm. and so what i think is even more interesting is that in western culture we typically don't depict Middle Eastern people as saviors. And I'm just... I mean, that's that's difficult to hear and to say, but I think that that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Usually in movies, whenever there's terrorists, they'll usually depict them as like Middle Eastern. They're never usually white people. Whenever the reality is, the terrorists in the United States are white men. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Generally. Yes.
1: There have been other people that are other races and other sexes, but whatever. So I think that that story is really awesome because of that. Mm -hmm. And even though possibly in her sleep paralysis, she projected what she was fearful of, it turns out that this presence was actually a really positive presence because it saved her fucking kids' lives. They're going to fucking serial killer murder each other. (laughs) 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 And oh. they thought it was real delightful. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, they were, they couldn't wait. To...
1: I know. I think it's so funny. Oh. I know it's so God. scary, but I mean, what I were they
0: think, thinking? I kind of think that this is, in a way, every parent's nightmare. Like, yeah. there's there's certain nightmares that haunt them in their sleep about their children. You know, one is maybe them getting stolen. One is them, you know... I don't know, eating dog poop or something, and then the other (laughs) one is them stabbing each other. Yeah, because I feel like we're setting the place on fire. Like that is the. um, I feel like that's kind of the thing that's ingrained into our heads as children: is don't run with knives, don't play with knives, yeah, don't eat dog poop. I don't know why I keep on bringing that up, but
1: don't eat. I think it's important. Cat poop. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I think cat poop is much easier for them it's to a, get their hands e- on.
0: Well, they did have a cat. It's easier, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah. So, that would be a total fucking crazy thing to see as soon as you wake up as your kid's running around. Yeah. Not to mention, there's somebody in the house in their yeah. room.
1: I was thinking of. So, the other thing it made me think of was exploding, exploding head syndrome, mm-hmm. which is something that some people experience, some people don't. Scientists don't know a lot about it or where it comes from. There's a lot of different theories on it. But exploding head syndrome is basically whenever you're coming in and out of sleep and then you hear – it's an auditory thing where you hear, like, really loud, huge crash or bang or pop or yelling, mm-hmm. and it startles you and it jumps you out of sleep. Right. Um, and so a part of me was curious if – I mean, because she's saying that she's in and out of sleep paralysis – and I was curious if it could have been... I mean, sorry, in and out of sleep, not sleep paralysis. Right. Um, I was curious if it could have been exploding head syndrome. Um, but like I said, nobody really... Scientists don't know much about it. There's yeah. some theories that it's many seizures in your brain. Um, there's some theories that it's um, people who are going through a lot of stress and are really having a hard time, that they're more prone to having exploding head syndrome, but they can't really explain why. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Exploding a head syndrome is something that I used to experience all the time when I was really stressed out. And it was, oh, yeah. always, it was always somebody yelling my name in a very creepy way. Or it would be like loud crashing. Like sometimes it would almost sound like a gunshot. Okay. And it would startle me out of my sleep. And it usually causes people to have way more anxiety. Because being woken up in that manner is mm-hmm. like terrifying. But then sometimes people also get to the point where they're scared to go to sleep because they don't want to experience oh. exploding head syndrome. Yeah, I never got to that point. Like if I want to sleep, I'm going to fucking sleep.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but yeah. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I I mean, I think... I mean I don't know what I think I guess but it just sounds like there was something you know watching over them especially since they both experienced I wonder if her husband heard somebody over the the baby monitor too or if it was just her that had heard it Yeah Um but uh whatever happened whether it was her subconscious waking her up with right. something that projected this you know this message to her or it was some entity that is watching over her, which she's it sounds like that's what she feels like is going on, that was like, dude, get the fuck up, your kids are gonna are gonna, <sighs> gonna stab, stab each, other. each other. Yeah. So whatever happened, it saved their lives. Yeah. I think that's really cool. cool. Yeah. It is. How often do you hear that from um a spirit like being right. nice,
1: <laughs> right? Well, instead it's of not it saying like, yeah, and then it's what's not... the connection? Why would this be- man be connected to them? What's the history behind this? Mm,
0: yeah, maybe it was a maybe it was a previous tenant, mm-hmm. you know, that is attached to the house, but also likes kids in their family. He's just a good guy. Just a good guy. He's just just a helping. Good some... Guy
1: hanging out
0: yeah you know freaking out the cat a little bit but honestly who doesn't enjoy doing that to their cat
1: dude fuck cats i'm so mad at cats <laughs> i love cats i'm just kidding mm-hmm. but my cats are a nightmare No,
0: well, that happens
1: they're a nightmare dressed mm-hmm. up like a daydream <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a taylor swift <laughs> with a little reference. kitty cat ears. yeah
1: they're a sweet you. little package when you look at them, and they're like, you're trying to sleep, you're trying to eat, you're trying to do the dishes.
0: <laughs> Hold on a second. Well, maybe you're...
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fuck with let you. The, you're trying to let the dogs out? I'm going to run out, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I'm going to hide, and you can't catch me. <laughs> I <know>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to run from you the whole time you're trying to save me.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: Anyways... It's time for your story.
0: Yeah, thank you, Jen, for that story. Thank you for the review. Yeah, you're pretty cool in our eyes. I have, um, I have the last part of a, I believe, a six-part episode. Dude. hmm About an experiencer.
1: This is a pretty big deal.
0: This is a big deal. And this is our
1: first story that has six parts.
0: Yeah, it's. It is six, right? Like I don't know. I don't remember. am pretty sure it is six. Um, Yeah, this is an incredible story. Once again, I feel completely honored um, that you allowed us to share it. Yeah. Um, And so I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. Um, So this experiencer um, has kind of gone through a timeline of their their childhood into adulthood with these weird experiences, the first one being um, a lot of – almost like poltergeist activity in the first home uh, with drawers opening, lights coming on and off, um, cats disappearing, Hmm. never to be seen again. I'll never forget that. That's so sad. To um, shadow little entities um, following them from home to home, seeing orbs, just this feeling of not being comfortable in the dark. Um, And then also up to um, having these amazing lifelike dreams where they fall in love um, with a woman who uh, is kind of teaching them things on the way. So um, so this kind of backtracks and explains some things that we have talked about. so if you have not heard those episodes I do encourage you to um, to check those out and gosh I wish I had written them down. Um, but, uh, let's see.
1: Well, well, do, do, well. Do, do, do. Little Miss Unprepared.
0: Seriously, I didn't even think about that um, oh, man. at the time. But anyways, we'll get, um, I'll put something in the show notes or something that explains um, which episodes to check out. Um, so, just in case you haven't heard the previous stories, uh, this won't really make a whole lot of sense. Maybe. I don't know. It's still an interesting story. Yes. So um, this part's kind of long, so I'm just going to read um, what they have written. I know that we don't generally do that, but this is um, – it's good writing and explains things, I think, pretty clearly. Um, and so, yeah, so this part, I'm just going to let you know. Um, this kind of starts whenever um, – they are talking about what they see in their closet. So I think that you remember before they moved out of this one house where a bunch of creepy shit was happening, um, they woke up, they saw something in the closet, and then they kind of passed out. Never really described, couldn't really remember what it was until now. So this is where we leave off, and they just say... um, As I laid there, um, I see this being uh, being staring at me. It was the little gray form with large black eyes and a teardrop-shaped head watching me silently. Um, They say, think of the gray from the movie Paul, just silently, not moving. And then it steps out, and I hear a ringing in my ears, and I black out.
1: Oh, my God. It's an alien.
0: It is an alien. Um, At this point, their memory gets flooded. Um, The figures in the window as old at the old apartments were grays watching him. Um, His friend, you know, whenever he had the sleepover, um, Uh his friend didn't see the little black figures. He saw the grays standing in his door. Um, This and then there's this rush of fear overwhelming him. But then he thinks, you know, who is Zoe? What was Zoe? And he was soon given the answers after that. So he explains that once he woke up, so to speak, um, things started to make more sense. He was able to connect the dots about what these kind of missing weird patches of memories were. Um, and uh, But he still had so many questions. He was curious but afraid and just wondering why he has these dreams. Why am I seeing gray aliens? What the fuck is a gray alien even? Um, And why, you know why was this all happening to him, to him? Um, but it was more like, uh, what is this instead of why is this happening to me? I guess. Um, the dreams hit a new level and they were more familiar about what was going on with their life and what had potentially, and what could potentially happen in the future. Um, little did they know it was going to happen a lot sooner than they thought. Um, so the first of many experiences with these beings came after, um, he really started looking into it. The biggest encounter and first contact with them while I was laying in bed, um, I had eventually dozed off during the night and was laying on my back due to the fact that I was watching a movie. If you all remember, that's how this person fell asleep for the majority of their life because they needed some sort of other stimulation coming in, um, but then whenever they were starting to doze off, they started to hear some noises. Um, and just being so groggy, they started to slowly, um, open their eyes and notice that they were in a right white room, but everything was blurry and it was hard to make anything out. Um, but they can still hear the noises and talking around them. Um, Eventually, it got to a point where they could make out three, three or four figures standing above and around them. Um, he's instantly filled with fear. Um, he couldn't tell what they looked like, but was able to catch something they said, which was because of what he has been drinking. And as soon as they heard him say that, it pulled something out um, and felt like it was around the left side. And as soon as he he felt this thing kind of being removed from his side, he felt a sharp pain in the location of his kidneys. Um, And at this point, started to struggle and try to make noises, but nothing came out. He was scared. He was in panic mode. And as he looked around, um, he says he doesn't actually see anything holding him down. um, And whenever he looked back at them, the one that caused the pain put its hand up to his mouth, And as soon as he did, the pain stopped and he felt himself start to doze off again. Um, He suddenly looked around, woke up and instantly checked his left side for any marks, but there were none. But the odd part was that he could still feel faintly where the pain was on his left Mm -hmm. side. Um, And he is, whenever he wakes up, he can still hear this in his head because of what he has been drinking. And he, questions what does that mean he says he's an avid tea drinker doesn't drink uh water doesn't care for it um he's like could it could they be talking about the beer that i'm drinking or maybe the the pop that he has every now and again or was it in the water and then he starts thinking like is it the fluoride that i've been drinking um but i don't really drink that much is it affecting me and he still can't figure out what that meant to this day what was because of what he was drinking what did he do I think maybe they saved you from a kidney stone that would be awesome if you didn't have to pass that Um, so the next time he says that whenever they came to visit him it was a little bit more personal Um, he had crawled into his bed and laid down for the night and started the movie process again mostly for the light Um, but even with the noise in the background he could start hearing things so he was hearing a humming And it sounded like someone was moving around his room. So he spent most of the night just tossing and turning because every time he was about to fall asleep, he would hear something. So he'd turn around and look to see what it was, but nothing was there. Um, Eventually, he rolled around enough till he just passed out. And then he's at this point where right as you hit where you're awake but on the verge of dozing off, they suddenly feel it. Something just got onto his bed Um, He was afraid to move, but now uh, he was awake and was aware something was uh, coming up to him. It was then he could feel a hand on his shoulder. Then I could fully feel this presence behind me, is what he says. So I'm just going to read it from his point of view. And then I hear it. What are you made of? This voice asks him, what are you made of? And at this point, for whatever reason, the first thing that came to his mind was, I don't know, but I was a 1st place wrestler. (laughs) And he was so freaked out, he started flailing around, reaching around him, trying to find this thing that was on his back. But as soon as it started, it ended, and there was nothing there. Um, He says, now, this is weird, as I do not recall waking up. Like, it was one big fiasco, but I do notice my bed was a mess. Like, I just got done having a wrestling match with my pillows. And for the rest of the day, he could feel this cold shoulder on his hands. He said it was like fine grit sandpaper um, that had been used, but it was so cold. And the phrase, what are you made of, was in his head. And he didn't know what that was supposed to mean and what was he supposed to do or say. Um A few weeks later, since he felt the hand, or the little guy on his back, he was trying to sleep, did the normal routine, but this time he actually fell asleep pretty fast. Um, Now he wakes up randomly throughout the night, usually two to three times for no reason, um, just to check his surroundings and fall back asleep. And remember, he said that last time, that he doesn't know why he does that. Um, But when he attempted to wake up this one time, he could feel that something wasn't right, He wasn't alone in the room. Um, So he tried to roll over to see what it was, but found himself unable to move. Then, in my head, what he says is, I can suddenly see the outline of two figures standing next to my bed. I don't know how to explain it. Like it was forced uh, slide put, like this forced slide put into my mind, but I could see two figures only in my mind as I'm facing the wall. Then, He knew, I physically and mentally knew they were there. He could feel their full presence, and so he starts to panic. Um, He starts turning and tries to force himself to roll over, but it felt like he was physically unable to. Then he hears in his head, don't be afraid. And now he's slowly making progress to turn around because he wants to see them. He wants to confront these beings. Um, And for some reason in his mind, he thought, Whatever you were going to do, make sure I'm asleep for it. And then all of a sudden, an overwhelming pressure comes over him, and he starts to get extremely tired, and he passes out. Mm -hmm. Um, So at this point, he just kind of wants to caveat with, um, he says that he has heard this term, sleep paralysis, tossed around a ton. And he says he's grown to hate the term. But during these incidences, although he can't move his body, he can still move his fingers, toes, his head a little bit. Um, So, and this part is, um, uh, he says that this part was a little bit tough. um, And some dreams that he was talking about in his journal, um, he's he's finally been able to kind of look through them again and discuss this. Um, So... So it started like every other night. He lay down in his room, turned on a dimmer, switched to low so there would be some sort of light source in the room. He put on a move and he lays down. Um, as he lays down, he suddenly got this distinctive feeling that he wasn't alone. Um, and he says he's kind of grown accustomed to this feeling uh, whenever he says they are around. Um, it's almost like he can feel it like he knows when they are present. Um, he says, I am still not fully used to it yet, so it still scared me a bit. I, I eventually dozed off um, a bit, but awoke to a noise in my room. Now, usually I would fall asleep right, um, right after, but I have resisted the urge to pass back out. And because I know they're there, that's when I notice them. He says he looked across his room where his total gym uh, was set up and saw these two figures peering up over the top of the bench portion. He said, it caught me off guard, but my fear quickly turned into curiosity. So I sat up in bed and crossed my legs while looking at these two creatures. They then proceeded to walk around the total gym and come up to me. They must have been no older than three or four, and we just sat there staring at one another. Um, as we sat there, it appeared like they were moving in and out, like when a CD skips, and then I can hear this little voice in my head saying, hello. And instantly I started to ask questions, but it felt like my mouth was numb. And I just wanted to also say it said the person's name. Um, but I didn't, I don't want to throw that out there. Um, but they knew his name. Um, and just for anonymity, anonymity, I don't want to, um, I don't want to say anything. Um, so they said, hello, your name. Um, His mouth was numb and it was almost to a point where he was drooling, but somehow um, they understood. Um, But what astonished him was that they also answered, um, and this is the best thing that he can remember from this meeting. And so he says, what are your names? The younger looking figure says, you would not be able to pronounce my name if I told you. So for now, you can call me September. I like that name. So the older figure says, same as September, you would not be able to pronounce my name if I told you, but I like the color white. So for now, you can call me white. And then he says, what do you want with me? Um, September, um, he reached his hand out and put it on his head and said, you have an interesting brain. And then he says, why do you come at me? uh, Why do you come to me at night? why don't you come to me during the day? And White says, we're not ready to be seen yet, so it's easier for us to get our work done by night. He says there's a weird fuzziness here, and he can't really remember what happened next. Um, but White says, is it time to leave? Are you ready to go? And he stands up. He wipes off his, off his mouth as he was drooling from his mouth being numb. And he says, where are we going? And White says, You have been there before. It won't take long. You will be right back. And September, in a playful tone, says, Yep, let's go. Um, And then there's another weird fuzziness. He can't really remember what happened. Um, But the next thing he knows, he's laying down in his bed and his side hurts. Like someone had just punched him in the side. And right then, he hears a voice in his head and he thinks that it's White. And White says, Um, There were more doctors than expected, so the bit of pain you feel and the drowsiness will eventually dissipate throughout the day. It should pass quickly. Um, And then White says, also, I thought I would let you know that something happened and you had to be returned early. And it took many to restrain you. And by now, um, he knew that White was speaking to him in his mind. So he says, what happened? Did I flip out? Why did it take many to restrain me? Um, he said he never got an answer back, but he lay in his bed um, for a bit, um, hoping he would get a response Till eventually he fell asleep. Um, so let's see. So he says, just to kind of explain the drilling part, he says um, that... They, the extraterrestrials, extra uh, the ex- extraterrestrials, Sorry, speak telepathically, so they basically numbed his mouth to force him to use his mind to speak to them. Um, and he said though that he was just so excited he kept on, um, trying to use his mouth and was drooling all over the place. <laughs> so that's that kind of explained that part. Um, so. He says now after they let, them, uh, let him see them, he got this weird rash of dreams that he could only explain as tests. Um, they pushed him to do physical and mental uh, limits, to his physical and mental limits, um, to the point that he would wake up sore. Um, but they also th- threw in some really strange ones, um, some that even now make no sense to him. Um, these he said there it's a whole other segment on these ones he's had dozens of them and um what he eventually learned is all of his dreams were uh, potential timelines they were paths humanity could take and things could happen uh not that they could possibly happen and he says let me tell you they are not good at all um he says, I'll give you one example, um, as this is the one I could actually research and found that I dreamed of areas I knew nothing about in exact detail. So, this dream, um, it started off in a winter time, and a group of people were at this cabin up north. And as we stood around, we decided um, some of us needed to go out and get supplies. And as we were as they were a little bit low on supplies and as we, they went outside, they noticed cars and people racing north. Um, they try to stop people to ask what is going on, but everybody is in a frenzy and they're not stopping and they all decide that they should follow because something is clearly wrong. So they all gather and they proceed to follow these people. And eventually they get to a drawbridge surrounded with military. And then we hear it, that Canada is closing its borders. Um, and as soon as we hear that, all the people rush for the bridge, but the bridge is collapsing, almost like a drawbridge would. And as, um, as I reach the time to make a leap for the other side, um, he was the only one to make it. And he looked back and can't help get but the nagging feeling that um, everyone on the other side is dead, that something terrible happened and they're all dead. And he says, why else would Canada close its borders? Um, there was nothing else they could do at this point. So they proceeded to walk towards the nearest town. Um, as I look around, I notice the other people who made it across are collapsing and struggling to walk. So he tightens his jacket and now proceeds to push on. Um So, he says that most of the times, these dreams, he didn't try to put a whole lot of stock in. But for this one particular, it kind of hit close to home to him. So, he just decided to do a little bit of research. Um, And he would write this all down. And it turns out there is a bridge in Minnesota that connects to Canada. Um, It is the International Falls-Fort Francis border crossing. He says it's on U.S. Highway 53, U.S. 71, and on... 71 to church street and this is the busiest crossing in minnesota that has um the top 20 percent of all the crossings in the united states and canada and he's thinking that this is where his dream took place um and he just wonders what happened um to cause so many people to panic and run for the border and he's wondering if maybe u.s was invaded in his dream um so This next part, we're going to backtrack a little bit. If you've heard the previous um, episode where um, he had this weird dream where he was asked to have sex with a woman. Um, And he says that uh, he can't go into much detail, but he just remembers being woken up one night and brought outside where he was told to sit for some reason. Um, he said he sat in his truck, and it is where he's introduced to his baby. Um, they told me I was allowed to hold it and see it, but it would be short, and it had to get back as it would not survive. So for 10 minutes or so, he sat holding the small infant surrounded by greys and a tall nurse-type figure. Um, he says it was really hard, and it still is really hard thinking about this um, He gave it back, and that was the last he ever heard about it. Hmm. Um, So that was the baby that he supposedly impregnated this woman that he was asked to have sex with, in one of his dreams was Zoe, if you remember that. Mm -hmm. So um, one thing that he wanted to mention is that he felt he was lost, um, that he felt was lost with Zoe, um, he had, um, eventually learned she was most likely the, um, I'm going to say this wrong, uh, Pallades descent. Those are also known as Nordic aliens. And she was placed, um, to me as my caretaker, but what they didn't expect was for me to fall in love with her as badly as he did and for her to start feeling it as well. Um, He says that he will always hear her say, I will always be there for you. Um, His understanding is that she was moved on to a different person or sent back due to him. Hmm. Yeah. Um, So his dreams and experiences went on for a good time. Um, It wasn't until he was about 29 that his life hit more of a downward depression. Yeah. he says he still sees the lights in the sky, doesn't see them as much, but that is due to them to, he says it's due to him and not them. He says that he doesn't vibrate at the levels that he used to. His aura isn't as bright anymore, but his friends have seen USOs, UFOs. Um, and he says that the people that he makes friends with, um, he's got a couple of people that are kind of famous abductees and, um, And his mother kind of has noticed some things. So he's surrounded by people that are all having these strange experiences. Um, He said that he was awoken one night with the words. um, They have names. They have faces, contact lens, and faces. He said that 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 phrase was screaming in his head. He told his mom about it. And uh, they Googled the phrase. And the the phrase uh, was brought up. Um, in a quote from the Book of Revelations. He says, funny part is, it doesn't anymore. So that's kind of a weird thing, like they found it, and I guess they couldn't find it anymore. Um, He says it's still a really hard thing to talk about, um, but it's something that needs to be talked about. Um, He says there are a lot of people out there who hide uh, from this type type of scenario and are scared or ashamed, and he wants to give out that message that, you know, they need to know that it's okay, that there's other people that go through the same thing. Um, and at this point in his life, he's just having kind of a difficult time um, seeing these, these aliens and the UFOs anymore. Um, and he says he kind of wishes that he could see them again. Um, hmm. So anyways, um, that's a story. Um, he says there's a lot of other experiences that he kind of left out. Um, and, um, it's just stuff that I think is hard to dredge up again. Um, but he is, you know, he's, is open to taking questions. If anybody has them, um, I, I can get that to him as well. If, if anybody wants to know anything else about him, I would love to hear more about Zoe actually. I know that was a very special person in his life. Um, and especially the feeling that um, he was she was placed there for him. I feel like that kind of comes up a lot in abductee stories where usually there is a, um, a person who or a being who is there to take care of them in a way. like he described Zoe as being a caretaker. So um, kind of like the story that you told where that, that young man saw Helen Hunt.
1: Was that my sitting?
0: Turn? Yeah, sitting across from her, from him, and they had a conversation. And it's like yeah. you don't really look like that. You hear that a lot of these um, members of opposite sex, usually being a caretaker for um, these scenarios. Um, so I would love to hear more about Zoe. Um, he did um, give us a questionnaire about um, the uh, an abduction questionnaire. Um, so if you want to to take it, <laughs> I can. Um, I'll just talk to that to you guys a little bit about na- that. Now it looks like these are just yes or no questions, um, and I I'm not sure how many of these out of a yes or no question you need to be have to have an experience. But I think it's a, just a way to kind of start, maybe thinking about this is something that you have experienced before. So I'll just go through these. Lindsay, you can um tell me what you get.
1: Yes. Let's answer the questions. Okay. That's gonna be the cutest part. Wait. I need a pen. <laughs> okay. I don't have okay, I found one.
0: Okay, okay cool. Alright, so question number one one. Uh do you sleep with your bed against the wall?
1: What does that mean?
0: I mean am- I imagine it means like probably the side of your bed so you have your back facing the wall because i think everybody has their bed up against the wall to some degree my
1: head the headboard is against the wall right
0: okay do you have an irrational fear of the dark yes (laughs) (laughs) do you have a fear of open windows or open doors yes uh do you have a feeling of always being watched no Do you uh, drive or walk aimlessly?
1: Sometimes.
0: Do you hear random music or humming? No. Do you see random lights in the sky or see random fog?
1: I think it's (laughs) no.
0: Do you have a feeling of missing time? No. Do you have a feeling of being out of place? No. Do you see unexplained lights or figures while in bed? Yes. Really?
1: Uh huh. Figures. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Do you have um, awakening, or, or do you awake with unexplained marks or bruises? No. Do you have dreams of destruction or medical procedures? No. Do you have unexplained sickness? Or randomly being cured of sickness or injury. No. Um, so yeah, that's it. And I that's don't know, all. that's that's the questions. I don't think that you've been abducted, but I mean I don't you've think had so some either. you've had some interesting um answers about seeing figures.
1: Well yeah, you know I've seen stuff.
0: I know, but like all the time.
1: I mean it's not all the time, but it didn't ask if it was all the time. That's
0: true, it didn't. I'm just projecting that. Whew. That story is a lot to digest to digest. Um, I I've I've read it several times and I think I told you that I had to go back and read it again. It is just so interesting, so fascinating. Um and you know, it's it's to me it's kind of the same thing because I've mentioned um that book communion in the past and how kind of similar these, these incidences are that they went through. Yeah. And I don't believe, um, so he did say extraterrestrial in one part of it, but there's not a whole lot of, of, um, there wasn't a whole lot of expression that these are people or beings from outer space. You know what I mean? And all this stuff, for the most part, sounds like it happened in his room while he was sleeping or trying to go to sleep. But he did get to go. He did travel to other places, just meaning, you know, where you don't know where that is. Um, Sometimes some people think that these are abductions kind of of the mind, like maybe your body doesn't even go anywhere. But they kind of hijack your brain and feel like they've taken you somewhere. I don't know. There's no way to explain it. It's just what the experiencer feels, and that's what you have to go on.
1: Yeah, I want to know what's so special about his brain. Yeah. What you got in that brain (laughs) that September and White were so interested in? Yeah. And I, by the way, I could have been abducted by aliens because if you recall, I used to name my dolls Doorknob and Eyelash, which is very <laughs> similar to September <laughs> and White. It's true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I'm just curious what what made him um, so interesting to these gray aliens that had. I mean, mm-hmm. they were going after him. He got got by them.
0: He sure did get got. I he wonder. Got got- if um if his family members experienced because he's it sounds like he's kind of surrounded by friends and family that can see that stuff yeah and well, i wonder and it mm-hmm. like,
1: wasn't his brother involved at first too no i thought he had a sibling
0: no we didn't talk about a sibling
1: am i thinking of a different story because there's thinking, a story where it was yeah. two boys and they were in a trailer with their mother is this a different story? This is
0: a different story, yeah. Well, shit. It doesn't sound like this kid maybe has siblings or they didn't bring them up. So Okay, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, it, usually these things kind of maybe even run in the family. Um, yeah. So I wonder if his mom has experience. And, um, I mean, he's got friends, like I said, that have had experiences. That one where he's having the sleepover, could you imagine... I wonder what that guy is going through if he st- if he still has um, weird things happening to him or not. Anyways, I'm just I'm just overwhelmed. This is <laughs> this is an amazing story. Thank you so much for allowing us to share it. If anybody has any questions for this person or um, you know wants to um, to follow up on anything that they've said, they're open to questions. So just let us know. Send us an email. Um, and I can get that to him. Um, it would it would be really cool to investigate this a little bit further, you know, as much as you would like for us to talk about if this is therapeutic or, or whatever, but also just to get the message out that these things happen to people, you know, it's important to, to talk about these things, and there's people out there that are going to believe you too, so.
1: That's, that's the truth.
0: That is it, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well. Mm-hmm if anybody else has a story about being abducted, I'm not really into them because I think they're pretty scary and I'm scared of aliens, but you know, if you want to share it, you can send it to, I have a strange story, um, podcast at gmail.com. Mm hmm. Or on Facebook or on Instagram, any of those places. And we'd be happy to read those stories for you.
0: Yeah. Um, subscribe, rate and review us. Um, if you give us a review, please give us a nice one. Um, you can take a snapshot of that, send it to our email address with our, with your um, physical mailing address and we will mail you some stickers. Um, if you'd like to send us anything weird or send in your story, send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-T-O-W-N 78627. All right. Yes, okay. That's correct. <laughs> Sweet. Um, yeah. And uh, until next time, Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs)